Second Chronicles chapter 4. He made a bronze altar twenty cubits long, twenty cubits wide, and ten cubits high. He made a sea of cast metal, circular in shape, measuring ten cubits from rim to rim, and five cubits high. It took a line of thirty cubits to measure round it. Below the rim, figures of bowls encircled it, ten to a cubit. The bowls were cast in two rows in one piece with a sea. The sea stood on twelve bowls, three facing north, three facing west, three facing south, and three facing east. The sea rested on top of them, and their hindquarters were towards the center. It was a hand-breadth in thickness, and its rim was like the rim of a cup, like a lily blossom. It held three thousand baths. He then made the basins for washing and placed five on the south side and five on the north. In them the things to be used for the burnt offerings were rinsed, but a sea was to be used by the priests for washing. He made ten gold lampstands according to the specifications for them and placed them in the temple, five on the south side and five on the north. He made ten tables and placed them in the temple, five on the south side and five on the north. He also made a hundred gold sprinkling bowls. He made ten he made the courtyard of the priests and the large court and the doors for the court and overlaid the doors with bronze. He placed the sea on the south side at the southeast corner. He also made the pots and showers and sprinkling bowls. So Huram finished the work he had undertaken for King Solomon in the temple of God. The two pillars, the two bowl-shaped capitals on top of the pillars, the two sets of network decorating the two bowl-shaped capitals on top of the pillars, the four hundred pomegranates for the two sets of network, two rows of pomegranates for each network decorating the bowl-shaped capitals on top of the pillars, the stands with their basins, the sea and the twelve bowls under it, the pots, shovels, meat forks, and all related articles. All the objects that Hurama be made for King Solomon for the temple of the Lord were of polished bronze. The king had them cast in clay moulds in the plain of the Jordan between Succoth and Zarethan. All these things that Solomon made amounted to so much that the weight of the bronze was not determined. Someone also made all the furnishings that were in God's temple, the golden altar, the tables on which was the bread of the presence, the lampstands of pure gold with their lamps to burn in front of the inner sanctuary as prescribed, the gold floral work of la and lamps and tongues, they were solid gold, the pure gold wick trimmers, sprinkling bowls, dishes and censers, and the gold doors of the temple, the inner doors to the most holy place, and the doors of the main hall. Second Chronicles chapter 9 When the queen of Sheba heard of Solomon's fame, she came to Jerusalem to test him with hard questions, arriving with a very great 
caravan with camels carrying spices, large quantities of gold and precious stones, she came to Solomon and talked with him about all she had on her mind. Solomon answered all her questions. Nothing was too hard for him to explain to her. When the queen of Sheba saw the wisdom of Solomon, as well as the palace he had built, the food on his table, the seating of his officials, the attending servants in their robes, the cupbearers in their robes, and the burnt offerings he made at the temple of the Lord, she was overwhelmed. She said to the king, the report I heard in my own country about your achievements and your wisdom is true. But I did not believe what they said until I came and saw with my own eyes. Indeed, not even half the greatness of your wisdom was told me. You have far exceeded the report I heard. How happy your man must be! How happy your officials who continually stand before you and hear your wisdom. Praise be to the Lord your God who has delighted in you and placed you on his throne as king to rule for the Lord your God. Because of the love of your God for Israel and his desire to uphold them forever, he has made you king over them to maintain justice and righteousness. Then she gave the king 120 talents of gold, large quantities of spices and precious stones. There had never been such spices as those the queen of Sheba gave to King Solomon. The men of Hiram and the men of Solomon brought gold from Ophir. They also brought algum wood and precious stones. The king used the algum wood to make steps for the temple of the Lord and for the royal palace and to make harps and lyres for the musicians. Nothing like them had ever been seen in Judah. King Solomon gave the queen of Sheba all she desired and asked for. He gave her more than she had brought to him. Then she left and returned with her retinue to her own country. The weight of the gold that Solomon received yearly was 666 talents, not including the revenues brought in by merchants and traders. Also, all the kings of Arabia and the governors of the land brought gold and silver to Solomon. King Solomon made 200 large shields of hammered gold. 600 becas of hammered gold went into each shield. He also made 300 small shields of hammered gold with 300 becas of gold in each shield. The king put them in the palace of the forest of Lebanon. Then the king made a great throne inlaid with ivory and overlaid with pure gold. The throne had six steps and a footstool of gold was attached to it. On both sides of the seat were armrests with a lion standing beside each of them. Twelve lions stood on the six steps, one at either end of the step of each step. Nothing like it had ever been made for any other kingdom. All King Solomon's goblets were gold, and all the household articles in the palace of the forest of Lebanon were pure gold. 
nothing was made of silver because silver was considered of little value in Solomon's day. The king had a fleet of trading ships manned by Hiram's men. Once every three years it returned carrying gold, silver and ivory and apes and baboons. King Solomon was greater in riches and wisdom than all the other kings of the earth. All the kings of the earth sought audience with Solomon to hear the wisdom God had put in his heart. Year after year, everyone who came brought a gift, articles of silver and gold, and robes, weapons and spices and horses and mules. Solomon had four thousand stalls for horses and chariots, and twelve thousand horses which he kept in the chariot cities and also with him in Jerusalem. He ruled over all the kings from the river to the land of the Philistines, as far as the border of Egypt. The king made silver as common in Jerusalem as stones, and cedar as plentiful as sycamore fig trees in the foothills. Solomon's horses were imported from Egypt and from all other countries. As for the other events of Solomon's reign, from beginning to end, are they not written in the records of Nathan the prophet, in the prophecy of Ahijah the Shilonite, and in the visions of Ido the seer concerning Jeroboam son of Nebat? Solomon reigned in Jerusalem over all Israel for forty years. Then he rested with his fathers and was buried in the city of David, his father. And Rehoboam, his son, succeeded him as king. Second Chronicles chapter 10 Rehoboam went to Shechem, for all the Israelites had gone there to make him king. When Jeroboam, son of Nebat, heard this, he was in Egypt, where he had fled from King Solomon. He returned from Egypt. So they sent for Jeroboam, and he and all Israel went to Rehoboam and said to him, Your father put a heavy yoke on us, but now lighten the harsh labor and the heavy yoke he put on us, and we will serve you. Rehoboam answered, Come back to me in three days. So the people went away. Then King Rehoboam consulted the elders who had served his father Solomon during his lifetime. How would you advise me to answer these people? he asked. They replied, If you will be kind to these people and please them and give them a favorable answer, they will always be your servants. But Rehoboam rejected the advice the elders gave him and consulted a young man who had grown up with him and were serving him. He asked them, What is your advice? How should we answer these people who say to me, Lighten the yoke your father put on us? The young man who had grown up with him replied, Tell the people who have said to you, Your father put a heavy yoke on us, but make our yoke lighter. Tell them, my little finger is thicker than my father's waist. My father laid on you a heavy yoke. I will make it even heavier. My father scourged you with hips. I will scourge you with scorpions. Three days later, Jeroboam and all the people returned to Rehoboam 
as the king had said, Come back to me in three days. The king answered them harshly. Rejecting the advice of the elders, he followed the advice of the young man and said, My father made your yoke heavy. I will make it even heavier. My father scourged you with whips. I will scourge you with scorpions. So the king did not listen to the people, for this turn of events was from God. To fulfill the word that the Lord had spoken to Jeroboam, son of Nebat, through Ahijah the Shilonite. When all Israel saw that the king refused to listen to them, they answered the king, What share do we have in David? What part in Jesse's son? To your tents, O Israel, look after your own house, O David. So all the Israelites went home. But as for the Israelites who were living in the towns of Judah, Rehoboam still ruled over them. King Rehoboam sent out Adoniram, who was in charge of forced labor, but the Israelites stoned him to death. King Rehoboam, however, managed to get into his chariot and escape to Jerusalem. So Israel has been in rebellion against the house of David to this day. First Chronicles 11 All Israel came together to David at Hebron and said, We are your own flesh and blood. In the past, even while Saul was king, you were the one who led Israel on their military campaigns. And the Lord your God said to you, You will be shepherd, my people Israel, and you will become their ruler. When all the elders of Israel had come to King David at Hebron, he made a covenant with them at Hebron before the Lord, and they anointed David king over Israel, as the Lord had promised through Samuel. David and all the Israelites marched to Jerusalem, that is, Jebus. The Jebusites who lived there said to David, You will not get in here. David captured the fortress of Zion, which is the city of David. David had said, Whoever leads the attack on the Jebusites will become commander-in-chief. Joab, son of Zariah, went up first, and so he received the command. David then took up residence in the fortress, and so it was called the city of David. He built up the city around it, from the terraces to the surrounding wall, while Joab restored the rest of the city. And David became more and more powerful, because the Lord Almighty was with him. These were the chiefs of David's mighty warriors. They, together with all Israel, gave his kingship strong support to extend it over the whole land, as the Lord has promised. This is the list of David's mighty warriors. Jashabem, a Hagmonite, was chief of the officers. He raised his spear against three hundred men whom he killed in one encounter. Next to him was Eliezer, son of Dodai, the Ahohite, one of the three mighty warriors. He was with David at the Pat Damim when the Philistines gathered there for battle. At a place where there was a field full of barley, the troops fled from the Philistines, but they took their stand in the middle of their field. They defeated it and struck the Philistines down. And the Lord brought about a great victory. Three of the thirty chiefs came down to David 
to the rock at the cave of Adullam, while a band of Philistines was encamped in the valley of Rephaim. At the time, David was in the stronghold, and the Philistine garrison was at Bethlehem. David longed for water and said, Oh, that someone would get me a drink of water from the well near the gate of Bethlehem. So the three broke through the Philistine lines, drew water from the well near the gate of Bethlehem, and carried it back to David. But he refused to drink it. Instead, he poured it out to the Lord. God forbid that I should do this, he said. Should I drink the blood of these men who went at the risk of their lives? Because they risked their lives to bring it back, David would not drink it. Such were the exploits of the three mighty warriors. Abishai, the brother of Joab, was chief of the three. He raised his spear against three hundred men, whom he killed, and so he became as famous as the three. He was doubly honored about the three and became their commander. Even though he was not included among them, Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, a valiant fighter from Kabsal, performed great exploits. He struck down Moab's two mightiest warriors. He also went down into a pit on a snowy day and killed a lion. He struck down an Egyptian who was five cubits tall. Although the Egyptians had a spear like a weaver's rod in his hand, Benaiah went against him with a club. He snatched the spear from the Egyptian's hand and killed him with his own spear. Such were the exploits of Benaiah, son of Jehoiada. He too was as famous as the three mighty warriors. He was held in greater honor than any of the thirty, but he was not included among the three. And David put him in charge of his bodyguard. The mighty warriors were Ashel, the brother of Job, Elhanan, son of Dodo, from Bethlehem, Shammoth, the Harurite, Haleth, the Palonite, Ira, son of Ikesh, from Tekoa, Abiser, from Anathoth, Sibekai, the Hushathite, Eli, the Ahathite, Mahariah, the Nethophathite, Heled, son of Bana, the Nethophathite, Ithai, son of Rebai, from Gibeah in Benjamin. Benaiah the Pirathonite, Hurai from the ravines of Gosh, Abiel the Arabthite, Ashmavath the Bahamurite, Eliaba the Shalbonite, the sons of Hashem the Gaisonite, Jonathan son of Shaggy the Hararite, Ahiam son of Saker the Hararite, Aliphat son of Ur, Hefer the Mechorethite, Ahijah, the Pelonite, Hasro, the Carmelite, Narai, son of Espai, Joel, the brother of Nathan, Mepar, son of Hagri, Zelek, the Ammonite, Naharai, the Barathite, the armor-bearer of Joab, son of Suriah, Ira, the Erite, Garab, the Erethite, Garab, the Erite, Uriah, the Hittite, Zabad, son of Eli, Adina, son of Shiza, the Reubenite, who was chief of the Reubenites, and the thirty with him, Hanan, son of Maka, Josaphat, the Methanite, Uziah, the Ashterite, 
Shama and Jael, the sons of Hotham the Ararathite, Jediel, son of Shimri, his brother Joha the Tisite, Eliel the Havarite, Eliel the Mahavite, Jeribai and Joshuaiah, the sons of Elnam, Ithma the Moabite, Eliel, Oben, and Jashiel the Mesobite.